On today's episode, we talk about Google SSL requirements and diving deep into the craft. Welcome to Creators Revival, where we talk about all things branding, marketing, and give you the tools that you need to be your best creative self. I am your host, Kendall Mason. Let's get on with the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number two. Glad to have you back. Today, we've got some interesting topics to cover and a lot of changes that are happening in the digital marketing space, especially with Google. But basically, so like they're doing a lot right now. They're making some drastic shifts. At first, they had the requirement that everyone had to have a secure site just not to get kind of listed and have that wall saying, hey, you're about to enter a site that's unsecure. And now they're taking it one step further where before they actually had, if you had a secure site, then you would get preferential treatment. Like your site would be, I think, ranked higher or it would have a, a much higher ranking than other sites that didn't have that security. But coming in July, what they're going to do is they are basically going to redlist you or blacklist you if you do not have a secure website. Now, the SSL, if you have an existing website, it's this concern is mainly for people who are doing transactions and who are doing things like PayPal, FoxyCart, or who are accepting credit card information. And so that is what's the important part. That's the main aspect to all of this. That's the controversy that's going on with that. But yeah, rumor has it that Google will require all sites that collect sensitive data to have the HTTPS, also known as the Hypertext Transfer Protocol, secure or face the imminent white screen of death. Ooh. So like these secure sockets layers, these the secure part of it, I don't want to get too nerdy on it. I don't even know everything, the details myself, but it makes it so all the information is passed through the web secure and safe. It means that any site that does not have this will be marked as unsafe by Google. So basically your information can become easily accessible to cyber criminals if you do not have this wall up. And I know that nobody wants to get penalized and they're People are going to be worried, like, you know, what do I do? How do I respond? What's the best way to combat this? And you just, if you are, for example, I'm hosting with, I have my host provider, whoever your host host provider is, whether it's GoDaddy or Bluehost, you can go through them to purchase a secure lock on your site, on your domain to make sure that you are not going to have deter any people, any visitors from your website, or you can even call me. You can go ahead and give me a call. I will go ahead and I'll just give you my number or you can just send me an email. Yeah. Send me an email at giftboxcreative at gmail.com. And yeah, I will, I will gladly go ahead and, and hit you up and let you know that, Hey, yeah, we can go ahead and, and do this. And I will totally help you walk you through the process. It's really simple. It's really painless. But yeah, we're going to need it. So the countdown has begun. I'm not exactly sure of the exact date. I think it's July 18th is when Google is going to start doing this. Don't quote me on that, but rumor has it July 18th. Google is going to require that secure site 
or when people visit or if you don't have it, then when people do visit your site, they will get a white screen of death and telling them the site is unsafe or it might not even register at all. So we don't want to leave that to chance. So get on that. If you have any questions, leave it in the comments or reach out to me, send me an email, send me a tweet at Giftbox Creative or even on Facebook. You can go ahead and DM me at on Facebook slash Giftbox Creative and we can go ahead and, and help get that set up. For today's episode, for the meat of it, we are actually going to get into diving deep into your craft. Now, when you're diving deep, diving deep is about going through, not just going through the motions, but it's about getting really, really specific on developing your craft, on really honing it out. And one of the best metaphors that I can think of to begin this segment would be if you've ever seen a boxer in the ring with that eye of the tiger-like stare, there's a high level of intensity that accompanies him or her. That that's because that the amount of training that goes into preparing for that fight, you can it's insane. It's an immense training regimen that goes on. I mean, you can look at videos from Iron Mike Tyson, the late Muhammad Ali, or Floyd Money Makeover, Makeover, Mayweather, and you can see that their training regimen, it's intense. It's a super intense training regimen that they do day in, that they constantly working on, they're constantly improving, and they're constantly building up. They're on the treadmill. They're working the speed bag. They're constantly sparring. They're hitting that punching bag for... I saw a video, actually, of Floyd the Money Mayweather, and he was he walks into the gym, and of course, there's all these promoters, there's all these people that are there just like, you know, watching him, People, other people that were training. They just wanted to get a look at what excellence looks like. And he nonstop for an hour straight punched on the punching bag. Like, I mean, he was just tapping it and just hitting it and just, just constant contact with that heavy bag for an hour straight. That's how much dedication that you have to have to your craft when you are doing, when you are working on something that you want to improve. And you don't have to do the entire gamut of every single thing there is under the sun in your craft. You can focus on a specific part of your craft. So if you are a musician, for example, you might just be practicing scales. You might just do nothing but scales up and down for an hour or for 15 minutes or 20 minutes or you know whatever time you've set aside for that. Is having that consistency in doing that that's going to make sure that it's going to stick or to make sure that you're going to grow and constantly beating your bet. If you started off doing it for 15 minutes at first, maybe you might go to 20 the next day. And the next day, maybe you might go to 30 minutes. And the next thing you know, you're doing it for an hour and you're, you have that. And then you might, when you get it done with that, you might have another set of something else that you might do that you might go ahead and train in. Maybe if you are a photographer, you might just work on different shutter speed settings and just work doing different shots with different shutter speed settings and making that a practice. Or maybe it's shooting specific shapes like circles, shooting round objects all around your house. And the whole your house is, I'm pretty sure it's full with round objects that you can use and, and look like tacks and tops of lamps and bottle caps. And what am I looking at here? This is a, a water, the jug for water. So tops of pencils, a doorknob, there are all kinds of things that you can go ahead and focus on and shoot. But the, the point I want to get across is 
it's really it's finding a niche or finding a piece of your craft that you can work on that you can develop if you are a designer if you're a graphic designer usually when i say designer i think graphic designer so i just want to go ahead and put that out there so no one's getting like confused if you are a graphic designer maybe you might decide to study to focus on typography or just the use of typography you might explore sans serifs or serifs for a month and spend an hour just working on kerning and tracking or working on mastheads or working on fixing rags. And I know I'm getting like nerdy on people in here. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? So I'm going to go ahead and, and get off of that, that soapbox. But you get my point. It's just going deep and really practicing. Like fans and trainers alike, when they're watching boxers and just stand when these champions would train, they would just watch them and you can see them there with their cell phones. They're straight using their cell phones and then like recording and just like, cause they, they're in complete awe from watching these guys. And it's pure adrenaline and just seeing the champions prepare like Spartans gearing up for war. That's how intense it's like a Spartan. Like he's getting ready to go combat, go to combat and straight like, cause he's going to war. It's a physical war. It's time that he's putting into it. And it's the intensity that comes along with that. I mean, when you're training for war, when you're training for any type of battle or any type of contest or you're preparing or studying for a test, even that's time. That's your preparation. That's your training. That's the routine. You, even if you're using, if you're studying, maybe you're, you're studying to get a certain business license or a license to do a certain type of legal practice. And you have like this huge stack of, of flashcards that you're using and you're studying that and you're studying it every single day until your brain basically shuts down and doing that because that's just a part of the ritual. That's a part of the practice of diving deep into a particular craft and, and learning more about it. And that's from the surface and getting deeper involved into it so you can get better at it like a surgeon. Like the same discipline and grit is also expected from CEOs, managers, directors, professionals from all walks of life. Everyone's expected to improve in their craft. Then you might go to school, you might train yourself, you might take up some additional classes, you might find a mentor, there might be a book or a seminar or a small course that you can do. Like there's plenty of ways to do it. There's not just one way that you can grow. You don't have to do things the way that everybody else is doing it simply because that's like the status quo is to do it just that way. There's always ways that you can go ahead and grow that particular craft and you can grow and dive deep and study. It's just, it's putting in that time. It's blocking off a set of time. If you can do it the same time every day, that's perfect. Your body will adjust. Your body will begin to anticipate it. It begin to understand and notice your patterns and your habits that you are doing the same thing at the same time every day and your brain will gear up for it. Your body will gear up for it because it realizes it's a part of that pattern and it'll make it, it'll expect it and it'll come into gear. It'll come into an understanding and to accept it. But the strength that's in regard from the muscles and the mind, like we live in an age where information is available at an instant and at a touch, we can access information at our fingertips right now. And because we can access the information at our fingertips, there's really no excuse for being able to access that piece of information. You can find whatever it is that you want to find on the internet, whether you have to buy it, whether you have to steal it, whether you have to borrow it. If you want to find the information, it's out there. 
if you have nothing and you if you have a cell phone, then you have access to every single bit of information, even if it's watching a YouTube video on on how to sell things, how to buy things and flip them and sell them, which that seems to be a, a trend going on right now as well. So it's really about finding. It's really about diving deep into your craft, working at it, chopping away and honing at that specific skill until you get better at it. Yeah, you're going to slip up. You'll have days or you might not. You might be consistent. You might be consistent the whole way through every single day and not missing a single beat because you're just that determined or just that disciplined. So this is about going deep into your practice, routinely going deeper into your field. You don't need to be an expert or even have the basic understanding to go deeper in new levels of your industry or specific nuance. You just have to go one step further and you'll begin to find clues and new directions you can actually go in simply because you're actually taking that next step. You're not going to know everything up front. That's fine. But it's finding, it's getting a little bit deeper, getting a little bit better, being a little more disciplined, taking a little bit more time and then it's going to add up. The more you're doing it, the more it's going to add up and the more that you'll be able to really focus in and produce better results. Always know that you can learn from others. No matter where you are, people, they're one step ahead and almost never cover their tracks. In fact, most willingly leave a beacon for you to follow in their footsteps. Always know that you can actually learn from other people. There's always someone who's leaving a clue to where they've been, and you can follow that. You can model that system. You don't have to make everything up. You can look to see what someone's doing. You can study what success looks like. You can study successful models depending on where you, when I say success, that can, usually when people think of success, they're usually thinking things like monetary, you know, maybe making a lot of money, maybe being rich. That's not, this is not what this podcast is about. I know nothing about becoming, how to become rich. I don't. So I haven't done it. So I'm not going to talk about it. I have, I'm not a motivational coach. That's irrelevant. I don't even sure I'm bringing that up, but here's my point. When you are learning, when you're spending time learning, you can actually model from other people who have already done it. They, they only need to be one step ahead of you and you can follow in their footsteps. A lot of people will willingly leave the information for you to access and you can use it and you can build that habit by focusing on that one singular thing and making it a habit enough so that it becomes second nature and then you begin to reap the rewards of that. And there are a lot of people who will tell you exactly what it is to do. Yeah, there's going to be some sacrifice, but what is your outcome? What is it that you're really after? What's the what's the true outcome that you want to have happen? Do you want more clients? Do you want to start a podcast? Do you want to touch more people? Do you want to open more hearts? Do you want to build more awareness? Do you want to create more love? What are these things that you want to go ahead and create and hone in on that and figure out exactly what that is? The moment that you figure out what that is, you'll have something to focus on. And for some strange reason, when you make that decision and you decide to just go with it, the universe just kind of aligns and says, okay. And then it begins to open up doors and bring situations and scenarios to you so that it can happen so that you know what to focus on, especially if you're developing your skill to become better at it. Next thing you know, you're getting calls or a conversation comes up or someone sends you a message and says, hey, I need help with this category. Do you know anything about that? And you're responding, you're thinking, uh, yeah, I've just, I've just been studying that. 
and you take it on and you have an opportunity to use and apply what you have learned to help somebody else. And that's that's a huge that's like that's the North Star of it. That's like the reality of it. That's the way things work for some strange reason. I don't know how it works or why, but there's a lot of serendipity that comes into play when we narrow in what it is that we want. It might not. It's it's not going to happen immediately. I can tell you that right now which you probably already know. You've heard this before. I'm not telling you something that you don't already know. I'm just reminding you of what you already do know. So like, what did you learn during your day? Who did you talk to? Are there any new connections that you've made? These are questions that you can ask yourself at the end of the day, because there's always something there. There's always clues there throughout your day once you get focused on what it is that you want. And you're diving deeper into your craft, it exposes more things for you to hone in on. And just by asking those questions, what did I learn? Who did I talk to? Are there any new connections that I've made in my reality, in my thoughts, in the world around me, in the people that I've met, in my network? And those connections will begin to grow. They begin to synchronize. They will begin to find a way into your reality to help propel you or at least help you make the next step. So like, what is that? What are those things that have come up? Yeah, you can take these discoveries and you can make them into actions or tests or test them out or to improve areas of your business, your career, or your skill set. So as you're taking on these new, if you're making these new discoveries and you're learning new things, you can begin to use those and go into a deeper area of exploration and you can improve any area that's important to you. Maybe it's your health, maybe, I don't know. I mean, just whatever it is that you want, really. The idea is to simply start building something as you begin to go deep into that area of exploration. As soon as you can start building it, as soon as you can start modeling and start building and start testing and start sketching, that's when the ball slowly begins to roll. Because as you're beginning to roll, you begin to build up momentum. And the more momentum that you build, that's when you begin to have these synchronized moments that come into play throughout your day and throughout your life that seemed almost like the whole world is helping you get to where it is that you want. Even if you have a setback, even if something doesn't go your way, you'll be able to bounce back a lot easier. It's just be a lot easier to bounce back when something like that does happen. And because we're always like less rigid, you have a tool of freedom to explore as deep as you want. You're not as rigid when you're just testing things out. You're trying things, you're exploring, you're seeing how they go. You're not limiting yourself to what's possible. You're just going and trying every single thing that could possibly work. And as you're trying these things that work, you become more excited because you're not, you feel free, you feel open. You can always go back down the process and become more nuanced and fine tune things. But early in the, like the discovery phase and when you're sketching, when you're doing ideations, when you're coming up with ideas, when you're doing research, yeah, your brain's going to go nuts and you just write down every single thing that comes to mind, even if it seems bizarre or has nothing to do with what you're working on, sketch it anyway because there might be connections to something else or it might have, be irrelevant. It might have nothing to do with what you're working on. You're giving your brain license and freedom to explore the different things that it comes up with so that it can constantly do that when you do need it the most, when you're in the shower, you're not thinking about it, or you need to solve a quick problem, your brain will go, okay. And it'll just start pumping out these ideas because you've allowed it and you've conditioned the license for it to do that seamlessly. Plus you'll have the advantage of letting other people see your ideas and give you feedback. 
especially if you're prototyping early. Maybe you're sharing a screenplay and you're sharing that with a friend and you're bouncing back ideas back and forth. They might ask questions about things that you never even considered that would actually make it more relevant to your actual audience. Or it might cause things to click that might not have been working before because then now you're getting another perspective. You're getting it outside of your head and onto the table so other people can see it and they'll bring their own spin on it. And that's great. Not that they're judging you. They just have another way of kind of seeing it in a way that may actually help you. So don't be afraid of sharing your ideas. Get them out there. Let people see them. Let people experiment with them. Let people challenge you on ideas. Let people support you on these ideas. Get feedback. Just build things and put it out there into the universe and see what the world does with it. And using that feedback, you can make adjustments. That's the great thing about iterating ideas or creating something and putting it out there. You can actually get live feedback on what's going to work and what's not. And you can just adjust. You can, you're constantly course correcting and there's constantly room to kind of to test that thermostat and move things and shift things around just enough so that you can begin to fine tune and really provide true value for what it is that you have to offer, whether it's at work or you're running a business or whether you're just trying something new. Thank you for listening. That is the end of today's show. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at giftboxcreative at gmail.com. I'm looking forward to hearing from you soon. And just remember, the light at the end of the tunnel may be you.